0: A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her he called her over and said woman you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. For those of you um, who have been with us over the course of the summer, you know that we've been through, um, we've been doing this series called Encountering Jesus. And what we've been doing in this series is um, we've been invited members of the congregation and maybe folks you may not normally hear from during this slot in the worship service. And we've asked them to share stories about times that they have encountered Jesus. And sometimes the stories have been more dramatic, sometimes they've been more mundane, sometimes they've been really full of like blessing and joy, and sometimes full of um, some darkness and sorrow. Um, and in this collective witness that we have as a church, we see the many ways that Jesus comes to us in our day-to-day, and the hope has been that it will help each of us reflect on how we have been or long to encounter Jesus. So we're actually coming coming near to the close of this. Just a couple more weeks in this series, and so i want to introduce um, our speaker this morning. It's Melissa Morganwick, who many of you know is the senior warden of the vestry. And for those of you who don't come from the Episcopal Church, that could sound very foreboding, like the warden of the vestry. What that simply means is, um, in Episcopal speak, it's kind of like the the chair of the board. And you know, so she kind of sees, if you're familiar with elders, kind of like our elder board. She's the head of our elder board. And um, Melissa, when I first met her, um, I was a little scared of her. (laughs) She was a little intimidating to me. And, um, but as I got to know her, I found her one, um, to be a woman of great wisdom and courage. Um, Three years ago, many of you know the story, um, St. Peter's invited me and a group of about 20 people from two different churches um, to join St. Peter's as part of an effort um, on our diocese to help revitalize um, St. Peter's, which had been um, struggling for a number of decades. And um, it was really Melissa who was the champion of that, and as you can imagine, there were many um, complexities and challenges to making something like that work, and Melissa was really at the forefront of that. Um, One of the things that I love most about her is her sense of humor, um, which I did not pick up the first meeting because I was scared of her, but in that first meeting I've grown to appreciate how hilarious she is and she has the best laugh um, that I love hearing. So I'm grateful for her willingness to come and share with us this morning, so please join me in welcoming Melissa Morganwick.
1: you
2: all right good morning everyone in today's gospel we meet a woman who is in pain we don't know much about her story except that she has been suffering for a long time we don't know what was going through her mind when she showed up at the synagogue that day We don't know if she knew Jesus was going to be there. We don't know, like in other healing stories, if she was getting up the courage to ask Jesus for help. Instead, what happens, which is different than other healing stories, is that Jesus calls her out of the crowd, acknowledges that he sees she's in pain, and presents an invitation to heal her. Think about that for a moment what would that be like to hear someone say hey melissa hey rachel hey karen i see you're in pain and i'm going to help heal you like the previous speakers before me christine asked that i share a story about a personal encounter with jesus whether we call it encountering jesus or encountering the holy we are talking about instances of God's kingdom breaking into the world. When my mother died in 2010, after a long illness, it felt as if the ground had shifted beneath me. And I was immersed in grief and in tremendous emotional pain. And so I leaned into prayer to help steady myself. I come from a Catholic tradition so for me spiritual healing and the holy was very much tied to the church itself prayer communion holy water candles incense these brought me comfort i had found a book a daily office written for people during times of grief it followed the format of the traditional daily office only the prayers and psalms were focused on themes of sadness anguish, and pain. And so I said these prayers at least three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. It was a way to privately express my grief to God. I also sought comfort at church, and at the time I was attending Grace Church over on 10th Street and Broadway. They had a 6 p.m. service on Wednesday evenings. It was probably around three or four weeks after my mother had passed that I was rushing to get to the 6 p.m. evening service. I had taken the subway downtown from my office and I got off at Union Square. And as I was walking through the passageway above the NR train line, there was an alcove set back from the main walkway. I'd never really noticed it before. But that evening I saw upon me a scene. It was a pop-up performative art installation. In the middle of the space was a single wooden chair and very near it, a sign that read public morning space, morning as in M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And set back from the chair were two characters dressed in funerary garb similar to characters in an Edward Gorey illustration. And they slowly circled the periphery of the chair. I slowed down to take in the scene. I couldn't believe my eyes and for a moment wondered if I was imagining this. When you are experiencing grief, you can feel so alone, isolated and unseen. The invitation to sit in the chair was intriguing for sure, I considered it, but I was running late, I had to get to church, because church was where I believed I could connect with God, and where hopefully, I might start feeling like myself again. I don't recall much about the service that evening. But I do remember as I was leaving church that I mentioned to the priest Linda Bartholomew that I had come upon this public mourning space and Linda knew I had recently lost my mother and she asked me, did you sit in the chair. And I was like well of course I didn't Linda I came to church, I did what you know anyone would do from a good Catholic background, I came to church to say my prayers to help me feel better. But it wasn't long before I regretted not having taken up that opportunity to sit in the chair. I was so focused that evening on my narrow interpretation of the holy that I missed an instance so obvious of God's kingdom breaking into the world, my world. Like the priest in the synagogue, I believed there was a time and place for encountering the holy, and for me, That was not as part of a performative art experience in a New York City subway station. Even now, I wonder to myself, what would that have been like to have been publicly vulnerable, to sit in that space where so many of my fellow New Yorkers would be passing by and acknowledge, hey, I'm in pain, I'm hurting, I'm in grief. And what would that have been like to have accepted the invitation of two costumed strangers to be present with me in my grief. As Christians, we try to be attuned to identifying the pain and brokenness in the world and doing what we can to fix it. That's not always as easy when we are the ones needing the fixing. I oversee production on a podcast called Cancer Straight Talk from MSK. Shameless plug, you can hear it on Apple and Spotify podcasts. In our most recent episode, we interview a couple, one of whom was recently diagnosed with a brain tumor. And the couple talk about their experience in dealing with life after this diagnosis. During the episode, George, who was diagnosed with a tumor, shares a story about a conversation with his 80-something-year-old mother and she said to him George I'm so proud of how you and your husband are handling this right now but I want to give you some advice in life it is easy to love someone and it's easy to love yourself what is difficult is accepting the love of others and she said to him And what I want you to do at this time is please open yourselves up to the love of others. That's advice we can all use, but it's not always easy. Encountering Jesus, encountering the holy, encountering the light and love of the world. Sometimes that means attention being drawn to us, whether we are seeking it out or not, like the bent over woman in the gospel. Sometimes it means making yourself vulnerable in the unlikeliest of places and circumstances out of your control and allowing others to love you, even allowing strangers to help heal you. And so I end today just like the previous speakers, just like the woman in the gospel, because her story didn't end with her healing. Her story ended with her praising God and God's kingdom here on earth. Let it be so. Amen.
0: Thank you, Melissa. I just want to invite us before we move on into just like a minute of silence um, to allow um, what Melissa has shared to settle in our hearts. Um, It's sad to me that um, a place like the church, which should be a place where you could come as you are um, with grief or vulnerability or sadness, um, is sometimes a place where you feel like you have to put on a happy face, most of all. Um, So I just want to give us a minute of space um, to receive that word, um, to attend to what's in our own hearts, um, and bring it into God's presence with God's people. Amen. Let's stand together and affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, amen. We come to our time of intercessions and thanksgivings. And I invite you, the way we submit prayer requests is there's a QR code right there that takes you to our YouTube live chat. And if there's anything that you would like uh, for us to pray for, you can put it into that live chat. Of course, God always hears the prayers of our hearts, whether spoken or unspoken. So I'll give you a chance to pull that up. And let us pray. God, we come before you today um, knowing that you are not a God who is far off and distant, but that you are near to us, um, that your spirit dwells within us, closer to us than our own breath. We give you thanks for the way that your kingdom has broken into our world, um, so desperately in need of you. We pray, God, would you help us to join your prayers, um, Jesus, as you stand before the Father interceding for us. We want to enter your prayers where we say, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We lift up these prayers to you. We pray, God, for June Johnson, Um, who just entered hospice and we pray uh, for your peace your presence and your comfort to surround her in these last days as she moves from this life to the next god we pray for Caitlin's roommate kelly and that she would feel god's peace that passes all understanding god we want to pray for the health of sophia's grandmother yolanda god just pray for strength for healing for medical professionals who can wisely treat her god we pray for hyatt's mom who has covid we just pray your protection over her we pray that you would heal her in the name of jesus god we pray we want to give praise that rich's mom is cancer free god we thank you for that we bless you in that as a great healer we pray for Widad, milton and gordon And, God, that you see them, you know their needs, and that they feel your presence with them today. God, we pray for those who are living on the streets and living in cars, um, for uh, just resilience and help, God, as they seek to survive. We pray for shelter for them. Lord, we pray for um, ministries like City Relief and the Bowery Mission um, and others that are coming alongside um, folks on the streets. And we pray, God, for the collective will of our city, of our churches, um, to lift up those, Lord, who have been beaten down. God, we wanna pray for all faculty and educators and students as they return to school for safety and for an academic, rich environment. We pray for Mary, newly diagnosed with cancer, for the christians of saint andrews ramallah and palestine god we pray for um, the churches um, our our partnering churches we pray your blessing on all angels st james and church of the heavenly rest and calvary st george pray that you would be encouraging them and strengthening them and filling them in their life and mission together god we pray for all those families who are dropping off their children to college we pray for their peace and to hold them in this time, God, as their hearts are breaking, um, as they say goodbye, and as they um, also just uh, send them off, God, with joy into this, this new season of adulthood. And God, we also want to pray for um, all the expectant parents um, at St. Peter's. We pray for Eliana and Andrew. We pray for Renoj and Carol. We pray for Taryn and Richard. And God pray that, as they are expecting these beautiful gifts of, of joy and wonder, um, pray for for safe deliveries, um, pray for um, just healthy babies coming into the world, and that they would know and be surrounded by your love in those moments parents and and children alike. So God, for all these things we lift them up to you for those that may be being typed in the chat right now for all those prayers that are unspoken um, we bring them to you our great high priest um, who loves us and has given up yourself for us in the name of jesus amen let's pray together the great thanksgiving in your on page five almighty god father of all mercies amen. My friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. We can pass the peace to each other, which is just waving from across the room or giving a peace sign emoji in the the chat if you would like. We can greet one another with the blessings of peace and please have a seat. Again, we're glad that you could worship with us this morning. Um, Again, my name is Christine, as I said at the top, I'm the priest in charge here at St. Peter's, and um, if you're visiting with us for the first time, especially, we would um, love to stay connected with you. You can see right here that we've got a QR code that will take you to where you can sign up for our email, you can check off for um, just areas that you might be interested in somebody following up with you about, any prayer requests that you might have, Um, and uh, we would love to keep you abreast of what's happening here at St. Peter's. Um, If you would like to give to the Ministry of St. Peter's, there's also a QR code where you can give online through our website. So just a few things that are coming up. Um, We've been doing this thing called Summer Nights throughout the summer, where we're just taking advantage of the best that the city has to offer. And um, this Thursday night, uh, Caitlin right here is going to be hosting uh, Movies with a View um, in Brooklyn Bridge Park. Um, it's just a beautiful way to watch movies and to kind of be together so that is going to be this Thursday um, I think we're the lawn opens we're going to start gathering around 5 30 but you can come anytime after that um, and if you would like to come to that just rsvp to rsvp at to let us know that you're coming and then next Sunday um, we're going to have a picnic after service and um, so you can just find Caitlin and after service just head out over probably to the river somewhere over in Hudson River Park, and would be great to be able to share a meal with you. Um, One thing I just want to say as sort of like a public service announcement is people, please stop moving out of New York City. I mean, come on. So um, many of you know Mitch and Kath Kramer, who um, who came with me uh, with part of the original crew from All Angels three years ago, are going to be moving back to their home state of Michigan um, next weekend. And so this Saturday, there is a going away farewell party hosted by Ellie Price for them in um, Central Park and um, they would love your company. So it's gonna be just from one to six o'clock. You can just stop by and um, just for even a few minutes if you can to say goodbye to them, but we're just so grateful for you guys' presence among us. We're gonna miss you a ton. Um, Thankfully, actually, I'm gonna be on vacation next weekend, so I don't have to actually say goodbye to them and I can pretend like they're gonna gonna be here still, But, um, but really wanna bless them as they head off to this new season. I think that is all of my announcements. So what we're gonna do now is we have been in this summertime season, actually celebrating the Eucharist outside, because at least there's a little bit of a breeze out there. Um, so we are going to sing this. It's a Tase, It's a Tase chant, if for those of you who are familiar with Tase, sort of a simple chorus. that's like we just repeat over and over again as a way of really getting this message into our hearts. So I will lead us out down this center aisle. It doesn't have to be orderly. You know, you can just kind of make your way out as you feel like you want to leave. and we'll follow you'll follow me out into the courtyard and then we'll just kind of make a big circle around um, in the courtyard, around the Eucharist table. So, Wie sie das.